Every day, we rely on food, fuel, and fiber. But how much do you know about these industries we depend on? In this podcast, we dive deep into the production and processes of these everyday essentials. This is Field Points, an original podcast production from Siri Solutions. You're listening to the Field Points Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Seger. Today, we are excited to be rolling out the third episode of our Centered on You podcast series. In this podcast, we are talking about the Centered on You video series that we have been releasing over the last year and a half. In each series, I'm joined by a co-host, and today you will be hearing from Aaron Sherman. Aaron is the art and video director at the Plaid Agency. He has been integral in bringing these stories to life. Aaron, along with a few other people of the Plaid team, are the ones going out to the farm and helping us capture these stories so we can celebrate and share the stories of these customers. So far, we've talked about four of the Centered on You videos. We talked about our kickoff video with Siri Solutions CEO, Jeff Troike, and we talked about the video titled Roots Run Deep with the Davies Family Farm. In our last episode, we talked about Ladies Who Lead with Whitney Nicholas and Autumn Freeman from Mellon Acres. And we talked about the safety of our future with Nick Myros in Brownsburg Schools. In this episode, we're going to round out the last two videos that we have, one focusing on stewardship and the other focused on a dairy from New Era, Michigan. So with that, I'm going to dive right in with Aaron talking about Kingma Farms and the video titled Stewards of the Land. Uh, So this one was called Stewards of the Land, and I thought this one was really interesting for a couple reasons. We... We had just, I think, wrapped safety of our future like filming and Mark Kingma was like, hey, you know, here's a few dates uh, were available and I wanted to jump on it as soon as we could because this was right before harvest and they had a bunch of corn and soybeans. And I was like, well, we had the Davies video with Roots Run Deep, but there was nothing in the ground and we just would love to get out there with some some plants in the ground, some uh, some crops so we can actually film that. And so I think we filmed that like a week or two later, just like bing, bang, boom. We wanted to get out there. This one was like pretty far up north. So this is the farthest video that we had shot at the time. Um, but for some of the other videos, we went like later in the day or you know maybe around like nine or 10. But this was all about, you know, protecting the land and just kind of thinking through visually how we wanted that to feel just the sunrise early morning. I think we even talked about it as a team, kind of like getting back to that emotional pull in the video. We really wanted to capture that. And so um, I think I got up there around six something. I can't remember exactly when the sunrise was, but it was just before sunrise. And I got just a ton and ton, a ton of footage of the sun coming up. And it was like literally the perfect morning too, because the, the dew was all over the ground. And so you're getting like, steam kind of rising up and the light is just playing off all the little blades of grass with you know these refractions and you're just you're capturing this and you're like oh my god like i know this is only going to be like one shot in the video for like maybe a couple seconds but you're like capturing as much as you can because it's just it feels like when you're i don't know it feels like you're eating candy you're just like i just get to eat more and more candy like look at all these like wonderful shots these tasty shots i get to get so that that was uh that was really cool. And I think that was an interesting video too, because Mark Kingma originally wasn't going to be able to do his interview that day. And we were just going to be interviewing his nephew Craig. And so we had interview questions prepared, but I don't think I had them on me at the time. 
And, you know, Mark that day was like, hey, I was able to shovel some things around on my schedule. So, you know, we can run my interview today, too. And it's like, oh, OK, <laughs> sure. Yeah, OK. <laughs> uh, so that was a little bit of a that was a little bit of a freestyle there. We kind of winged it a little bit. But, um, you know, we had done, what, three or four videos at this point. And so I felt I felt really comfortable with kind of using the questions that we had for Craig and kind of piecing them together for Mark as well. And then asking a few additional questions that kind of come up naturally through the interview, because we started to really set down a structure of like how these videos should be structured. You know, um, we lead off with about kind of like learning about the theme of the video. So like steward, stewards of the land, maybe get into a bit of bit of the family, their introductions, maybe a few challenges and then leading off, ending off like the future. And so knowing, knowing that flow and that structure that, we had kind of set in and that we felt was working really well narratively. Uh, we just kind of asked a few questions around that. And I think um, we're able to cut down a, a two shoot day into one, which is always great just for their schedules and ours. And so, yeah, that was really fun. Next, I asked Aaron if there's anything he learned on the shoot that was really memorable. My favorite thing about marketing is that like you're, you're working with lots of different clients that are in just tons of different industries. And so you learn a little bit about just kind of the economic environment of Indiana and or other neighboring states when you're when you're doing these projects. And so, you know, I I have family from southern Indiana and I had my grandfather had a little tiny, you know, family farm that was like maybe on an acre, like nothing big. But I remember, you know, picking corn and and strawberries when I was younger and growing up like that. But I had never seen the size of some of these operations or uh, some of the practices that they do. And Mark Kingma and Craig are very, very much about cover cropping. And I, and I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, I, I didn't at the time, at least. And it's about like rotating, you know, rotating what you're planting in the ground to kind of give the soil a rest. And so you don't have, you know, issues with your soil and it's really fertile and everything. And they were just very, very passionate about, about doing that and other sustainable practices. They were also very passionate about. And I think it's interesting because I think like, sustainability is just a really interesting word. And I think it can be just from like a high level view, like taken a lot of different ways. And I got to see how it was applied in a, you know, agricultural environment. And, you know, it's not just about optics. It's not just about profitability. It's, it's about also like taking care of the land and making sure that they're leaving something better than when they found it. I love the way that that came through. Yeah, I think that shows like a really high level, like zoomed out perspective. And I I, I just think that's interesting because I, I relate to that sometimes. That's just how my brain works sometimes, like thinking in a high level zoomed out way. And it's not always like that, but um, it was just interesting to hear them to hear them say that and just kind of take themselves out of it and say, look, look, this is entrusted to us for this time. And then who knows who will have it afterwards, but we want to leave it better than we found it. In each of these videos, there has been a moment or two that has really stuck out to me that helped these stories come to life. In this video, we got a lot of positive feedback about a certain clip in this video that features some kittens playing in the shop. So that was a that was an interesting thing in a couple ways. Like I'm a huge cat person. Um, we're actually, um, I think we're actually going to go get our second cat today, which is like really exciting. We were up there and they're like, oh yeah, we have these cats. And I'm like, well, I got to get some footage of that, you know, um, speaking of tasty candy, I got to get some footage of these cats playing with each other. Like how stinking cute is that? 
And I'm like, you know, like how many cats are here? And they're like, oh, there's like a couple. They're just wandering around. Um, I think it's cool to see outdoor cats too, because I've only usually lived around like indoor cats. So it's like just seeing them do their thing and like the best environment for them, right? Like just being outside. That was another interesting thing with like the logistics of like the sound and having to pause the interviews is because the cats wanted to be around us the whole time. (laughs) And so when we're filming the interviews in their shop area, these cats are like climbing all over them you know, the benches and getting into the trash can and it's rustling. And Craig, it was so funny. Craig at one point was just like, he's like talking, but I I can hear all the cats making noise and he can hear all the cats making noise. And I know, and he knows that we both know that they're like, we can, we're kind of just feeling it out. And he goes, he's talking and for, through an interview question and starting to kind of get off track because he's just so distracted. And he's like, dude, I, I literally can't think I can't focus at all right now. We gotta, we gotta move these cats. So it's was like, we went and moved them around. This is another thing. Like you, you hear him climbing on stuff and you're like, let's just keep going. Like, I think, I think we'll, we'll, we won't be able to pick it up too much. It was interesting too, that it was really good that we captured some footage of the cats because later on, you know, when they, he talks about, Craig mentions his kids and, you know, wanting them to maybe be a part of the operation of eventually or leaving something better for them someday, because Craig is kind of transitioning into taking over the farm from Mark. And, you know, we didn't have any photos of their kids at that time. And so kind of choosing what to show, you know, um, I took some photo, I took some, some video footage of like the swing set and their toys and all that stuff. But some of that footage felt a little like ghost town esque where it's like the swing set is swinging, but like nobody's in it. And it almost felt like ominous and we're like, no, nah, that's not going to be it. Like that doesn't fit well, but we had the footage of the cats. And so we put that in there uh, and that felt like it worked really well to at least conceptually get at the idea of, you know, leaving something better for the generation after and here are these cute little kittens so (laughs) yes I mean the fact that they were kittens definitely helped like encompass like younger generation kind of feel so yeah yeah. kittens always get kittens always get clicks you know it's an internet thing I don't know (laughs) so that one uh, I think was it was really great to to interview the both of them they were both super just kind of open to letting us climb into all the equipment with them and I was like seeing how far I could push it. Like, can I drive it? And they're like, no. Um, <laughs> but that was that was a lot of fun to to just ride along and to kind of see how they how they do everything. That wraps up our behind the scenes conversation of Stewards of the Land. Now we're going to play for you the audio from that video. <laughs> Being a steward of the land, I feel highly compelled to leave something better than the way I found it. I feel that my job as a farmer is controlling the things that I put into the soil. To me, being a farmer means that the land has been entrusted to me. I'm really sold on the idea of using no-till and cover crop. So I see the way it's helped our ground. I'm Mark Kingma, we're on Mark Kingma Family Farms in Wheatfield, Indiana. Connected with this farm, it's just over 400 acres. We farm corn and soybeans. I started a year after high school working for my dad and uncle. We do most of the farming, my nephew Craig and I. I know that when they first started, I'm sure that there was tillage involved, but 
I'm sure that they see the benefits of less soil erosion. We realized how much we we're improving the ground. We've got some farms that we have been no-tilling now for 30 plus years. There's some challenges being a farmer. We don't know what kind of issues we're going to be dealing with that summer. We make all the best plans and everything can change a day later. I remember what it's looked like previous years that there was some issue that it didn't look as good as what I would like to see. And this year it does. It really makes me excited to get going with harvest. For me, a big part of protecting agriculture, I have two sons that I hope one day would follow in a practice of what we are trying to accomplish here. We believe in what we do, and I feel that if you put your heart into something that it will last because you care about it. say thank you to Craig and Mark for taking the time to be a part of this video. You can watch the full video at centeredonyou.coop. Now we're going to transition to a conversation about the Dairy of the Future video shoot with Country Dairy. Yeah, so Country Dairy in New Era, Michigan, that was for Dairy of the Future. The farthest uh, shoot that we had to date, which was really interesting too, because we had a relatively new account executive come up with me on that one. And so, you know, going up with a person that you're still getting to know and you're going to be in the car, five hour drive up, five hour drive back. And so you're like, you're like a little nervous, like, what are we going to talk about the whole time? But she's super great. And we ended up hitting it off super well. I mean, we, we had known each other through work, obviously already, but um, know, talking to each other in the office and spending five hours in the car, completely two, two, two completely different things. So, but that was really great. So we, we got really comfortable and talked a bunch about, you know, the, the shoot and just life in general and everything. But that was another one where we kind of drove up the, or that was one where we drove up the day before, uh, wanted to get up super early, kind of get that sun sunrise view of everything. And um, unfortunately there was like, I think wildfires going on in Canada at the time. And so it was another like super hazy morning. And so we were there like super early, but the sunrise is just kind of really diluted through all the haze and everything. And so, um, you know, at least we didn't have rain or anything, but it's just kind of, you never know what it's going to be like. So we got to meet kind of the, a couple of the leaders, the CEO and the CFO of uh, Country Dairy. And I got to meet uh, one of their wives, which is awesome. And that's essentially her family farm through her dad. That's kind of how they all got brought in. But essentially, I think they all met in college and, you know, Rob and Teresa got married. And then Rob's, I think, had a, a friend who worked on that farm who ended up being becoming the CFO eventually. But it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I interviewed uh, both of them and we got to interview Rob and Teresa. And I think we didn't get to interview the other guy's wife, unfortunately, but um, we also got to interview Teresa's father, which was super interesting to hear um, a little bit about his upbringing. And I think he was like Pennsylvania, not Pennsylvania Dutch, but he, his parents were from um, from Europe and and they had some crazy, crazy, I think it was maybe his grandparents, I can't remember, but one of them was an orphan and ended up starting the farm. And I'm like, dude, like, that's crazy. I mean, you know, I, I come from a, a a middle-class family of like hardworking parents and they've given me quite a bit of my life and throughout my life and support and everything. And I can't imagine being 
an orphan and, you know, growing up and carving your out your own farm, like starting on operation, like that's got to be so challenging. So respect to him for that. But that, that was, that was really interesting. The story of the farm at Country Dairy involves the feed division at Siri Solutions. So again, a new segment of our business that Aaron gets to learn about. About Siri Solutions with Country Dairy, their relationship with Series, I think Series kind of partnership with them was a lot around, you know, the feed that they feed the animals. And they they talked about just their partnership with the people that they they work with and the quality of the of the feed and everything. And that was just like such a super important thing uh, because it all goes back to the safety of the animals, which I, I thought was super interesting, like, you know, leading into dairy month and hearing all the things and seeing, you know, sometimes content about like PETA and how it can be just kind of a different type of environment, you know, on the internet with these stories. Dairy of the Future was the theme, all the technology and everything, but they their biggest thing was like safety of these animals. Like we have to take good care of these animals, you know, whether it's the things that we're feeding them, um, whether it's the environment they're in um, with the cows, like everything felt very, you know, like, like we, we get more milk out of these cows if we take better care of them. And that was just really... It was surprising to hear because I just didn't know anything about a dairy operation. So you just don't know what you're walking into. But it was really nice to hear that because I love people and animals and everything. And so you're like, it's nice to see that they're taking such good care of these animals and genuinely like believe it. It's like we, you know, we, this is our, it's like stewards of the land. Like we're meant to take care of these things and um, it's better for them and it's better for us. So it's kind of a mutually symbiotic relationship. This was one watching for the first time, like as soon as it ended, I wanted to ask so many questions. There were so many cool things going on. Again, how did you decide, you know, what to keep or if you you had more time, what would you have loved to leave in? I would have loved to get more into like the moose school, like you're saying. I think that's really cool. Just the the tours that they give on the the farm where all these kids can come and learn about everything. Um, I just think like it it could have been really fun to show that. Cause it's just all feel good, you know, and it's about the future generations of everything. Um, would have loved to dive into more about that. Um, even getting into some of their family history and learning about, you know, how, how uh, their couple of generations ago came over from Europe would have loved to get a little bit more about that too. Cause that was super interesting. Um, but I think, yeah, the moose school is probably another one for the, the biggest one for me just, um, everyone loves cute kiddos and learning about cows. I think it's just fun. So we got to see some full grown cows and then we get to see some little baby cows. And so you just know that it's going to look good when you're filming it. And it's, uh, the sun kind of came out right when we were filming the, the baby cows and it was coming right through all their little tiny stalls. And so you're just, you're super low with your camera and you're getting all the sunbeams coming through and you know, it looks good. And it was just like, Oh, it's working out so well. But, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of these farms that we, we went to are a little bit more isolated or that they like kind of send their products off to other places. You know, country dairy is kind of ingrained into the community up there where they have a huge storefront. People come in and there's, you know, you can get any of the milk products, sour cream, the chip dip, the chocolate milk, which is a huge thing. That can't forget about the chocolate milk, but you can, they have a little shop in there where you can eat and everything. And so that was super surprising just to see like how, how much more, I just, how much different it was from some of the other farms that we went to where there's, it's not just farming. It's like, Hey, we have a whole storefront and everything where we 
or people have been coming for a long, long time. And you can tell there's like lots of regulars that like, oh, I come here all the time. You know, this is my the chocolate milk, the bottomless chocolate milk. Like, are you kidding me? It's insane. I left that day with probably the biggest belly I've ever had. So that was fun. They did not let me milk a cow. They, the cows are actually, they get milked robotically, which was, in, I, I thought that was super interesting. I've never seen that. And it's really great for the cows because they get to essentially stick with their herd and they go to get milked like manually, like by themselves. Like they don't, they're not poked or prodded to go and do that. And so that was all pretty closed off um, as an operation. And so I didn't have the opportunity to do that, but it, I think it was like a pretty full day of filming where we had like, I don't know, maybe 10 plus hours. It was like a really long day, but we were able to capture a lot of really great stuff. So I was starving by the end of it. So I had a, I had a cheeseburger. I had three or four cups of chocolate milk, French fries. And then I had a gigantic like blizzard style ice cream with like chocolate uh, with cookie dough and Reese's in there. And I was just, I was so stuffed that I, I looked at my coworker and I was like, look, I can help drive, but like, I don't think I'm useful for the next like 30 minutes to an hour because I'm going to be in a food coma. If someone's listening to this, would you recommend checking out the restaurant if you ever find yourself in New Era, Michigan then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you're going up there, even like passing by like 30 minute detour, like totally check it out. Tons of great food. The people are super nice. There's even like little books for kids and toys. So if you're like a family, I think it's like a perfect family spot or like roadside stop. I love hearing about the experiences that Aaron and the team from Plaid have when they're on the farm, learning about agriculture as they help tell these stories. Now we're going to play the audio from Dairy of the Future, the video featuring Country Dairy from New Era, Michigan. We just all know Agriculture is changing. I'm just a firm believer you can't stay static. You have to keep improving and finding new ways and better ways to do what you do. Taking care of our cows is the number one priority. It's what is essential for us to have a successful herd. You know, the farmland, the cattle, you know, those are all resources that we have to manage well or we won't be in business. We think that's what our customers want as well. They want to know that we're being responsible with how we carry things forward and how we bring them a great glass of milk. My name is Rob Ekoff. This is my wife, Teresa. You're at Country Dairy in New Era, Michigan. You know, this has been a family farm from the start. You know, my grandpa came here from the Netherlands as a little boy. Lost both of his parents on the way here, was raised an orphan, and eventually bought this 80 acres where these buildings set. That was it. So we're milking 1,050 cows. Really, the cows are the centerpiece of our business. We bottle milk here and we make our own products, but without the cows, we can't do any of that. It's in our best interest to make sure that we take the best care of our cows that we can. The dairy of the future is gonna to have to be driven by a willingness to embrace technology and adapt to change. So with Laley Robot, the cows are able to go and get milk when they wanna get milked. And it's just, it's a more natural setting for them and it just leads to a more calm herd of cows. You know, we're grateful for partners that we have like Ceres. They did an excellent job of walking through us during a really tough stretch. And those were people who really made us stronger. And we need to continue to look outside of ourselves while still being as innovative and open to change as we can. I've always thought 
especially through the family farm thing, that there was no better place to raise a family than on a dairy farm. Our tagline is come visit our family farm. It was a really cool thing, spending, having the opportunity to be at work, but still have your kids with you. We just want to do it right. We want to take care of the cows from birth on and do everything with excellence and just produce the very best product we can for our customers. Again, I want to say a big thank you to the entire team at Country Dairy for allowing us to come on your farm and help share part of your story. Kind of thinking about the Centered on You campaign, we're we're over halfway. And I think when the campaign kicked off, you know, this is probably one of the longer marketing campaigns I've worked on. So you just don't really know what to expect with that or just how that's going to go and how, you know, we're going to keep the momentum up. But I think... You know, as a team, you know, Plaid and Series, we worked really well together to kind of figure out ways where we can piece together even smaller pieces of content in addition to these larger campaign videos to kind of keep the momentum up. Um, so I think this has been like a really cool learning experience for me and just large, just in general too, going to all these wonderful places and meeting all these wonderful people. It's just been really eye-opening to see just a different side of Indiana that I don't experience much. You know, I live downtown in Indianapolis and I commute up to Carmel every day. And so I'm not always uh, rushing, rubbing shoulders with the agricultural community. And so I think traveling keeps your, your mind open and I love traveling and learning, learning new things and and meeting new people. And so this, that's all, this has all been like very, a very rewarding experience for me. As I wrap up this conversation with Aaron, I just want to say a big thank you to Aaron and the entire team at Plaid for all you have done to help this campaign come to life. And thank you for listening to this podcast. We are so grateful that you choose to spend this time with us each week. And I encourage you to go to centeredonyou.coop to watch these videos if you haven't had the chance to do so yet. While you're there, there are also several written stories about other farms and customers throughout the Siri Solutions trade territory. I'm also excited to share that within a few weeks of us launching this podcast, we will be rolling out our next Centered on You customer video. So keep an eye out for that. It will be on social media and of course on centeredonyou.coop. The show notes for this episode will be available at series.coop. That's C-E-R-E-S dot C-O-O-P. If you enjoyed this deeper dive, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Your review and feedback will help other listeners like you find our podcast. And we are so thankful for that. 